0: You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Rod White helped to found Circle of Hope in the mid-90s with a a group of uh, radical Christians that wanted to do something different in Philadelphia. Uh, so he's been doing that for a long time. Recently, he's been serving us as the development pastor. We call it development pastor. He uh, he tends to the institutional garden. We take the what I I like to think about it this way: we take the best stuff Rod has and try to use it for where he is and where we are as a church. Um, he's also a practicing psychotherapist at Circle Counseling, with 16 other sixteen total psychotherapists as well and he has a variety of other interests and insight to share with us so i'm glad to welcome him here tonight here's Rod
1: I've been thinking I I want to talk to you about prayer, and I I, I've realized I I wonder if I should be doing this because I frustrate people about it I was thinking while we were singing about my friend Julie who I came to a lot of my own understanding about um, walking with Christ with, she's a spiritual director now. We're old now. But back in our 20s we would have these great fights because I was on like one side of the spectrum of how you approach uh, having a relationship with God. And she was kind of the opposite personality style. We didn't always get along with each other. And so at one point I think I was uh, giving one of my little speechettes or something like that like I'm prone to do, sounding like you know things. I was a 20-something, so I knew everything at that point, and, uh, you know, was, was talking about how my, this great relationship I had with God, and she finally said, well, you just shut up. I'm so tired of, this. I think I'm just sick of this, you know, <laughs> which is so unusual, because he's very shy and retiring. He says, but, you know, for you, it sounds like, you know, knowing God is just like, you know, you walk out the door and there's God. And you have this easygoing relationship with God, and you're talking about it all the time. And here I am just struggling. You know, every day I'm doubting. Every day I'm feeling I'm I'm not making it, and I'm trying really hard at this having faith. And you're making me sick. Just you know, have a little have a little patience or something. Do something. It's doesn't. It's not like that for everyone. So I'm al- I'm almost hesitant to talk about prayer in a group because there's so many different people here and I don't know how you're relating to God. And I don't, I don't know your personality style. I don't know your giftedness in the spirit. I don't know how you connect with people or not. And that's, those are all variables that come to um, the, the, the surface, you might say, when we're talking about prayer. So if it, if it sounds like someone is putting like a principle on top of it and says, this is how it works, it might be a little dangerous, and I don't really want to come off that way. Because for me, my, um, my life of prayer got started when I was like a little kid. And I, I uh, just, just kind of did happen upon God and uh, felt like I knew God even when I was tiny. Tiny means like five, you know. And so um, it, it, uh, for me, I still kind of approach God like a child, which is easygoing, parental, childlike thing. So it's, it's easy. Other people don't even know what I'm talking about. But I do want to bring up the topic tonight so we're thinking about it. Because the fact is that, that most people probably don't pray. I mean, the pew, when the pew people, when they take a survey, they proved it. Yeah, people don't generally pray. At least not every day. Maybe once in a while. But that's not like the big thing that people are doing. And I think even here, you know, if we surveyed the room, a lot of us are struggling with just the whole idea of it. You know, and how does that work out for me personally? How do I connect with God like people keep talking about? You know, like when Jordan's talking about his centering prayer, what's that all about? You know, what are we talking about that for? We have these prayer retreats. What is that? You know, that's not me. I don't, I've don't. i never done that. I don't even know what you're talking about. I wonder what that is. Or even, you know, should I do that? Am I bad if I don't have all those kinds of questions? And then there's the the daily prayer that we're always talking about and on the, the websites. You know, that's... Uh, Maybe a whole other thing, and I'm going to talk about that some more later. But for me, I approach all those things like a child. Is my plate up yet? There it is. Um, I got introduced to prayer by my babysitter. My parents didn't, wouldn't touch prayer with a 10-foot pole, so I'm not sure how they let this lady into the house all the time, who I thought might be My aunt. But she wasn't. She was just a neighbor. I, I later found out, oh, you just live across the street. Okay. But um, she was always around when my mom was gone, which was often. Because I think my mom had, was not like five bridge clubs or something like that. So she was generally gone. And uh, then the babysitter was always there. And so she taught me to pray. And for her, every night it was get down by the bed and do the traditional 1950s prayer. Or maybe it was earlier than that. But it was popular then. From which this plate comes from. You, you heard about this one? Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I should die before I wake. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> for somehow that didn't just scare the pants off of me when I was a kid. I just didn't, I thought, okay, I might die. But, but uh, I just went with it. If I should die before I wake, <laughs> it's, it's like a five line prayer, but that had to be in it. <laughs> yes, that's right. Don't go over the, no, Elaine, no. Don't go there, all right? Agatha, maybe. if i don't kill my dad before i go to sleep well if i should die before i sleep i i I pray the the lord my soul to take if i should die before i wake i pray the lord my soul to take which also isn't that great of theology but that didn't bother me either because i i kind of thought that um you know being by my bed and praying was cool and i thought my uh you know, my, my babysitter was cool. And I felt kind of special even then. And even then I was getting this connection with God that just seemed easygoing to me. And so I've, I've had that sense of prayer ever since. So that's why Julie, my friend, hates me. Because she, did, she didn't get that at all. She got prayer as a duty, as a requirement, as something that if you don't do, something terrible is going to happen to you. And she, got, she was a get-everything-right person. And and I'm I'm a I don't care if anything is ever really right, I don't even know what right is, you know. But she was like, no, get, get this right. That's why she has several, you know, like I think she has five degrees, you know. So she's one of those people, but um, she managed to get to the place where she's a spiritual director now. So from whatever direction you're going, you know, it, it kind of works out. A lot of us start um, with. Uh, it's great if even now you could start uh, with prayer as kind of like a child if you were approaching it. If you start with all your adult on, even, when, even if you are a good adult and you feel certain about that, it might be better just to kind of put it off and go you know, from the underside like you're a child and you're um, not too sure about how this is going to work out. You don't really know what's going on kind of need guidance or you might get killed kind of thing, <laughs> that kind of uh, attitude that we're all carrying in ourselves. If you can get in touch with that kind of part of yourself, you're probably better off. If you go in from the top you know the all metaphysical, principled, got to sort this out, you know uh, get your ontology on, you know you're probably going to be in trouble because <laughs> that's going to be a constant discussion, like you're having in your head you know when you're doing most intellectual thought, you know that it, it's, it's an argument. You know, so this or that kind of argument that might not work out in a relationship. I like to do things like, you know, the, the rote prayer, like now I lay me down to sleep. I think those kind of things are a good place to start, you know, like, a, like the Lord's prayer. That's another rote prayer. If you don't know where to start, you might start there. When I get up every day, even though I have a lot of experience praying, um, and I really like prayer, you know, if I, if I don't pray, I'll, I'll, I'll want to stop during the day. Well, no, I better get, I better get my prayer on. I, I'm, just, I'm just missing this, this concentrated time I have with God that makes my life what it is. But um, starting with the, the rote prayer is probably a good idea. I think a lot of us sit down, you know, and we're going to pray, and we think, oh, I better, I better do something creative. <laughs> I, do, I wouldn't want to do something that somebody else already did because then that wouldn't be like my prayer. And, and we have this argument about, you know, what prayer I should use. Um, I kind of like the rope prayer. I like the, I like the Lord's Prayer, the um, the Our Father, if you're from the Catholic side of the, the spectrum. Um, I, my prayer that I usually start out with, because um, I'm not ever quite sure exactly where to start, has to, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's like my kind of, re- my go-to prayer. That sometimes I just... Uh, shortened to Jesus have mercy and if I'm riding my bike and someone's opening their door and I'm a little scared I might just go Jesus you know but at least I've got that sort of solidified I've got my prayer going without that I know where to start but um, if you if you uh, don't have kind of those childlike disciplines installed you might want to go return to them if you want to pray especially if you want to do a daily prayer If you want to figure out how to get started Again and again. Um, listen to some famous people about the subject of prayer. Because c- they're they're, they say things like, you know, if, you're, um, if you want to be a Christian, you know, if you want to follow Jesus, if you want to have a living relationship with the living God, if you want to be resurrected with Christ and actually have that kind of new life in the spirit, if, you, like, if you're really into it. If you're not just an intellectual Christian or a traditional Christian or kind of a, you know, people in my territory are Christians, so I kind of am too, or something like that. He said, no, really, I, I'm, I'm going to go for this. I'm going to be like the Jesus called my name and I answered. You know, um, I needed to be saved and I figured that out. And so I found out how that could uh, be actualized. Um, I heard this idea that I could have a spirit-to-spirit relationship with God through Jesus and I, and I went for it and if you want to do that then um, you might want to might want to consider that it's hard to be a Christian at all if you're not doing something like that that's, that's, that's what they do that's what Martin Luther was saying there he is you know to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing Good little Martin Luther kind of saying. Henry Nowen, have you heard of him? If you want to to learn how to pray, he's written like, I don't know, he wrote about 20 books or more about that. They're all pretty good. Prayer is the most concrete way to make our home in God. That's how you do it. That's where it starts. This guy you probably haven't heard of, but he's pretty interesting. Prayer is cooperation with God. It is the purest exercise of the faculties God has given us. An exercise that links these faculties with the maker to work out intentions he had in mind in their creation. That kind of line would really have appealed to Julie. She would have had to explain it to me. You know what is it? And then this one. The the seeming lack of utility. Oh yeah, that's right summer Johnny, the the seeming lack of utility of prayer disrupts the demand for endless productivity. Isn't that a good line? It seems like it has no utility, but it it, uh, undermines your obsession with productivity. The transformation that happens within us through silence, contemplation, and intercession may result in an outward transformation, too. Before that is talking about the inward transformation, but it also does an outward thing, too. It makes us different in the world, or it at least equips us with the endurance it takes to be in this loud world. If you aren't sure where to get started, you can also subscribe to our daily prayer blogs, Wind for People New to the Faith, or Water for Folks who are further along in their journey. Or if you're me, subscribe to both. Of course, and there's all the other stuff he subscribes to. Um, I, I was talking to someone earlier. These blogs, you, if you want to know where they are actually at, that if you go into the Circle of and you hit the drop down on, you know what the drop down says at the top? Maybe tonight. I always just hit all the drop downs because I don't know where anything is, and I find it. But they'll just say daily prayer, and you can and you can see where they actually are, because I'm going to talk about them a little more. Jesus did did everything in prayer. He's the ultimate example of 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 what I'm I'm trying to say. That his whole life, from the beginning to end, you know, how he heals people, you know, how he finds himself in the moment, how he dies, even all are about about praying. Here he is. Here he is doing it on a plate. (laughs) Another plate. I think this is a funny plate. You can buy. You could have bought the first one I showed you on Etsy. So that's where I found it. This one you could buy on eBay. Um, I think they'll ship this one anywhere. The one on Etsy, they could ship anywhere but Singapore. Not sure why. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> what's what Singapore. The, uh, this one is, this one's kind of funny because it's, this is by uh, Robert T. Barrett. He has a series of uh, plates. And it um, says, the Life of Christ series, is what it's called, in the, greatest, in the Great Tradition of Renaissance art, looks like you. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe um, this plate illustrates a divine biblical truth and reminds us to follow his path to wisdom. I think that's funny. I don't. Maybe you don't think that's funny. I think that's kind of funny. It has a certificate of authenticity include, included. Included. <laughs> You know, that might be a certificate of inauthentic- inauthenticity, actually. I mean, Renaissance art, seriously? I mean, I'm going to rag on Jesus on a plate. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice, but, I mean, it's not exactly Renaissance art. And he's not a mere wisdom teacher either. Please get your theology straight. You know, he's, he's the son of God. Poor, poor Jesus. But, but regardless of the plate, Jesus is the um, ultimate example of what Paul means when he tells us to, he tries to teach us to pray without ceasing. How do you live in this connection with God all the time? How do you get there? Especially when you're on the part of the spectrum that says, I don't even know if God is. I don't even know how, what I would think about myself. You know, I don't even think I understand the metaphysics of the world, and that's important to me before I even get to this thought about praying. You know, if you're, if you're on those wavelengths, you know, how do you get to this place where you have this connection, this constant connection with God? Jesus has having his deliberate alone times with God, you know. You can see him praying together with people all the time. And I, I doubt that he put a plate, a plate on his wall to remind him to pray, but I don't know. Maybe he stored one at Mary and Martha's. To, went to see it. All that's to say, you know, I, that I, I, you, you can't r- really be um, a follower of Jesus, I don't think, without praying, without, without getting into it. And I'm sure you had that in your head when I started. I, just, I was just reinforcing that. I hope. You know, that that's, that's pretty um, obvious. But how do I do it? I've got it in my head. How do I get it into the, the heart, of course? It's always an issue um, we talk about. How do I get it into my feet, you know, where I get out of bed and I go to that spot where I actually do this thing that I, that I know I'm actually into it with God how do I get it into my schedule you know I, I have children I have obligations You know, I'm having trouble keeping up with the, with the treadmill I'm on that kind of stuff how, how do I do it well one way Johnny we already talked to, talked to us about in his um, that was summer Johnny was telling, uh, saying it at least to um, use the daily prayer try, try using the daily prayer that you've been provided I want to I wanna explore that and um, help you do it And when I'm starting out doing something like that, I'm going to tell you, you know, something that will probably seem pretty um, obvious again. I just want to make sure I'm doing it in the right way because this is when I don't know if I should be talking about prayer. I would never want to tell you, well, you should go to the daily prayer because if you don't, you must not be a very good Circle of Hope person and you might not even be a very good Christian because why would you not do something that is so obviously a good thing to do? Not my logic. I, I wouldn't try to hold that spiritual gun to your head so that you make sure you knew that you were terrible. And if you didn't do it, you, you would be, know you were even more terrible. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my thing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be kind of Mrs. Rhodes here. How'd you li- how, would you like to pray, honey? Would you like to try it? Here you go. You know, you, this is how you do it. You can kneel down by your bed and try it out. In my case, I was a really good student for Mrs. Rhodes, (laughs) it really worked out, and I like praying. Uh, Maybe maybe that won't be the same for you, but that's the spirit in which I'm coming. You know, prayer isn't an obligation in the sense that if you don't do it, you know, um, some unknown thing is gonna happen to you, I don't think, because prayer is a really big subject, and uh, the daily prayer in particular is kind of a specific thing. Um, It's a gift. Prayer is more like a gift you're given to uh, exercise as you are capable of doing. It's, it's a tool. It's um, not a project that you're supposed to complete. You know, it can make whatever you want to out of it. You know, it's not already preordained about how you're supposed to do it. It's something that you do the way you do, from starting from where you're at right now. It's like a conversation about making a relationship with anybody that you might get to know. You know, when I'm getting to know you, I don't know half of you here, we'll get into a conversation, and the first part of it's probably going to be pretty awkward. It'll probably trail off, and we won't know exactly what to say, because we don't have a lot of subject matter yet to talk about. We don't have an experience about how each other works yet. It'll have to be, have to be developing. Prayers like that. Only you're talking to God, you know, with whom you're going to spend an eternity, and there's a, it's a big subject. And when you start talking to God about the things that are deep in you, you realize, oh man, I'm a big subject too. There's a lot of me to explore as well. So I have this inner journey, outward journey, God, me, time. So it's, it's a lot of stuff. So of course, it takes a lot of time and takes uh, exploration, just like any love relationship would. I come in that spirit, you know, to talk about the daily prayer. That's, that's for what you would use it, not... Uh, Some kind of, well, let's go and do this thing because everybody else is doing it. And if I don't, Johnny might call me up and ask me why I don't. And then Rod will come around his little itinerary and say, hey, do you do do the daily prayer? (laughs) And I'll say, okay, we're back to religion again. Now I know I don't want to be a Christian. That's not what I'm going for. But I do want you to get a feel for this to see if it works for you. Let's, let's, uh, Let's try exploring it according to this little picture that we often use. I put Henry Now's quote up there. We often use the, the bases around here to talk about how you get to know something that you want to hear from God. And there's these different places you, if you're not familiar with baseball, I can tell you later <laughs> about how it works. But you start at home there, the home, home plate, and you run to first when you get a hit. I'm up to prayer. I get, Jesus fishes me the b- basketball. It's always a, a softball, you know, so it's real big. I hit it with my big fat bat, and I run to first. He says, yeah, you're going to first. We're not gonna do that whole thing, but that's, that's the idea. The t- prayer is like t-ball, you know, hit, hit it and run. And you go to first, and the first base is like the, we say is the Bible. Check out the Bible, pretty easy to figure out. Go to second base, it's the body of Christ. You have all these people here who have so much to, to share with you, you know, that there's a lot to learn about what God's telling you there go to third base, that spirit-to-spirit relationship with God you have, make sure you you check in person-to-person with God, then you're back home. You know, you've got a little more recreation going, you're back at your your created place, and now you can start again and figure out how to get to the next place. The daily prayer um, uh, sessions that we have every day, the the entries are all kind of, um, they reflect this process of uh, kind of running the bases so that you can get to know God in a deeper way. First base is that uh, the, uh, the Bible reading we have every day, we're Bible people, so that's one reason we have a Bible reading every day. But Not just because we have to, but because the Bible elicits this relationship with God that we need to have. We're connecting with um, all these ways God has spoken to humankind that have been collected in the Bible so I don't have to have something fresh myself because I'm part of this trans-historical body and people have given me all this um, example of how I can relate to God. And I can actually enjoy what's happening to them too you know, and see how it works and almost resonate with it so that I can figure out how it works for me as well. When you go to the, some people just skip over this and say, yeah, the Bible already did that. But meditating on the Bible when you get a little snippet like happens in the daily prayer, you know, often more happens in between the lines than what's happening in the, the scripture itself. If you're just reading the Bible and you're getting data when you're trying to pray, chances are you might want you, you to broaden your horizon a little bit. You can read the Bible for data when you're studying it for just knowledge sake, but when you're praying there may be more that's happening in just one of the words or even in between what's happening or how you're feeling about what's happening than what's just happening in the data. It's always not just word to mind all day. This is a, this is a spiritual exercise. So this is a really sweet little meditation you have from somebody else from the past and that, that has already been kind of pre-chewed over centuries for you by people who have thought about it and you might have heard what they said about it. And so it has a lot of richness to it that um, might just be enough if you're listening. You might not get to the rest of the entry for that day because you stopped with the, with the scripture that elicited this, this sensibility in you that you needed. The second base is, is uh, when we go to uh, have more thoughts for meditation. We already got the Bible now we're having a, some a response to the Bible, an ex, an ex uh, what do you call it? an expansion on the of the Bible, um, a restoration perhaps of the meaning of what was happening in the Bible, or or maybe some literature that's next door to the Bible, and people um, from this church are giving you their gift to of how they can help you figure out what uh, how you connect, you know, to the topic of the day. Which are, which are quite various. So it's really quite, um, it's educational for one thing, but it's also that experience of listening for God with his people. You know, uh, when, God, when God is uh, speaking to us, we, we would like it if she was just talking to us uh, mind to mind, you know, like we are having a personal conversation all day. Um, but I, I think in her estimation, it's often just what's happening in, in this whole family it's not just about you. Uh, one, of the, one of the big traps of, of praying at all is that, is that when we think, oh, this is just whatever's happening in me is what's happening. Well, no, it's, it's been happening for centuries. It's happening all over the world. It's happening in your, your body, You're part of what the spirit is doing. It's not just what's happening in you. Certainly, is that, it is that, but not just that. So um, when someone's giving his little gift of their wisdom or their learning that they've got or their direction they're giving, it's really a, a creative way to find yourself in dialogue with God by being in dialogue with his people. The, the third basis comes when we say there's suggestions for action. This is not too complex, is it? A little Bible reading, a little meditation on, on, on a topical, you know, the topic that's in the scripture probably. And then what do you do about it? How do I do it? Sometimes the, the, the person who's writing it will just put a prayer about it. They'll say, you want to know what to do? Pray this prayer right now. Do this, which I think is great. Sometimes, um, sometimes I don't exactly understand what the prayer is about, maybe all the way, but I, but I use it anyway. Sometimes I really understand it, and it becomes my, uh, you know, my memorized prayer for the day. And when I'm, when I'm riding my bike, I have that for, my, for in my mind. And all day I can, I, can, I can retain that prayer and return to that center which I think is a real gift. Someone's helping me out. I don't always know how to pray. I don't, I don't really know what's happening with everything all the time. You know, so it's nice when someone gives me a gift and I actually take it rather than um, thinking I should have everything in myself. So um, the action gets us to, to do something. You know, suggestion for action. Don't just think about it. Don't just think about doing something someday. No, let's really do it let's do this thing we're, we're we're talking about let's not just think about having a life spirit to spirit with God because it you know is seems too big for us or or not I'm not there yet or somebody insulted me so I'm not trying to even want to be with them anymore All <laughs> those kind of things that get in the way no, this one this suggestions for say, no let's really do it you know take the suggestion and try it I think that's when we're really getting to, into prayer we can we can sit back and look at the prayer and think about the prayer, but when this when you get to this part of the the daily prayer, you know, you're you're challenged to say, Okay, now let's let's, let's uh, be a person. Let's have some agency. Let's let's stand up as the, the best person that I am right now and really do this thing. I, th- I think it's kind of brilliant. I think we get we, we're moving towards home, you know, when we're running that far on, on third. You know, we're just one ninety feet or so from home now. And uh, it moves us to have gotten that far. I almost had the impetus. You know, when Johnny's running around the bases, you're still on the team, aren't you? Aren't you on the Kensington Royals still? What happened? Did you have an injury? Did you just get to be 30 years old and that was it? (laughs) Your brother keeps going. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, you know how fast Johnny is, you know, by the time he gets to third after he's hit his triple, you know, you, there is a big threat that he'll just go, on and go home, you know, because, because the, momentum's already, the momentum's already there, right? So that's what this is like a little bit, too. We get to, to the place where we're actually getting recreated. So you opened up the screen, you know, you got that far, and you might say, wow, this is a lot of stuff. Even this speech was kind of a lot of stuff. I don't even know if I understood like a couple of those things he was talking about. Do I really want to get into that? If that's how it feels to you, I would say that's okay. If you if you get to the place where you are praying, you've actually done something. If you got if you're just sitting there and listening to get what you ever you can get, you you did something, and that's what that's what that's really as elemental to prayer. I get to speak the way I am, and I get to hear the way I can. I'm. I'm. I like to go there as a child. I don't like to put too much pressure on myself. I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't go to God as Dr. Rod very often. I, I still like to go to God as uh, that child that I am carrying with me. And you're carrying that child too. You know. I. I don't think. I don't think God would be uh, offended at all. If you didn't try to appear to God as somebody that's really worthy of, being, of, of, of appearing to God, <laughs> you know, but if you just went as the, the child that uh, she loves and you can actually be there in that embrace and go from there, that's probably the best place to start. And, if, and the daily prayer hopefully leads you to at least getting to that place where you can start. For me, when I meet with God every day, I usually feel the wind of the Spirit. And I'm I've, and I've hopefully I've, I've been talking to people tonight who are just kind of thinking about stepping into um, their next steps with the Spirit and feeling the wind in a new way. Sometimes it's, like a mem- Sometimes it's more like a memory of the wind. Sometimes it's like that breeze that was happening all day today. Such a beautiful day when fall started breezing in and it felt like that kind of newness. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's really just very, uh, almost just a breath, and not much more. And then sometimes a gale, and I have to change everything that's going to happen this week because I'm getting some direction. Some, some of you might not feel moved like that hardly ever. I don't know how it's going to work for you. But, but I'm that, that's, 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 how, that's how it works for me and, and, and others as well what i would say more than you should go expecting that to happen that you should just show up and see what happens how can you ever follow jesus how will you ever know what it's like if you don't show up and you don't try it how can you be following jesus if you don't pray how can you pray if you don't show up the daily prayer gives you an opportunity to show up it's 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 one thing that the church says yeah try this you don't know what to do you don't know where you're going you don't know how it always works all the time well let's do it together let's try it let's all try it together and we'll see where we end up I think that's a beautiful thing but you have to try it I recommend you just try it um, if you if you've never gone to the daily prayer site um, and, and many people have and I talked to I talked to many after the last meeting and they asked so where is it that's why I told you where it was what is it for sure what are you talking about you have this thing yeah we have this thing and you could go to it every day and try it for like six weeks and see what happens. If you tried it once, and that's not I mean, that's not really trying. You know, it's like I'm going to stop smoking, so I'm not <coughs> going to smoke today. <laughs> you know, you would have to have more of a commitment over a long term to finally, you know, get over that. Was well, the same kind of idea to get into it. Probably takes a little longer term. So why don't you try it? Try it for six weeks. I'm not going to check up on you to see if you did. Nobody is. But you might. But if you felt if you felt a little movement, saying, "Yeah, well, maybe I should try it." I think you should, put, you should go on your best uh, idea and, and give it a whirl. If you're like Johnny, if you're hungry, if you're connectable, you'll probably use wind and water. Subscribe to them both. But take the gift. Let's pray. Right, right now and, and then every day, even all day. Thank you that you're you're drawing us, you're you're calling us, you're you're moving us, and you're with us, whether we know what to to do, whether we feel we belong, whether we are our lack of sureness uh, stifles our ability to take another step. We know you understand all those things, and you're eager to embrace us and to. Let us know that we're all right with you and you long for us. We long for you to help us to, to show up. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Um, might be some things to talk back about. Some things you want to add or question or rebut. It's all good. It'd be fun to hear what you have to say. Sure. Um,
2: I was glad to hear this. I've long struggled with like I used to pray like a little kid, you know, when I was a doing this Jesus thing for a while. Um, but then life happens and you pray a lot and you ask God for things and then it doesn't go the way that you want and you kind of stop or at least I did. And it's it can feel like screaming in the void some days. You feel like just yelling at an empty sky. It's hard to keep motivation, but I'd like to start
1: somewhere again. -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I like the I like the starting again thing. I think that stymies us because we think our experience is kind of what what is reality, and usually the wall we run up against is. of our own making. So we figure that out. But prayer helps us to figure that out. Oh, sorry. I like screaming at the sky as like, a You are a good screamer, actually. You're good. Yeah. I wish. There's something about that. Uh... <coughs> I guess the, body, the second base here could be kind of like the body, like
3: the. From your diagram, mean, right. the body, like embodying that, you know, where you're, you're screaming, but also like. Together here, like the body and the mm-hmm. of church, you know, I, I, Because I was wondering, like, there has to be almost another element. Um, so I'm just having the body could mean both. You know, totally, like, it's great. Um, and that that sort of I don't know if it's necessarily like action in the practice, but there is some sort of like I like dance and yell and scream, and something about that is. Uh, I I grew up in that sort of Pentecostal tradition, mm-hmm. where that sort of flavor of prayer was sort of really uh, bestowed upon me, or like I kind of grew up in that, so that makes sense to me. But I like that it's one of that's balanced by Bible,
1: Spirit, and that it's sort of in, it's, I, I would think the body would be like shortstop. It's kind of I, I think you should write another version of this. I think you're onto something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that because what you're saying, you know, I, I think uh, encourages some people who are on your wavelength more, you know, where they really are, are more comfortable with having an embodied prayer. Other people are going to be so um, uh, internal that this this alone time, this personal time they have with God is going to be super precious to them. Where other people get a lot more out of being in the, in the group, or praying with other people, you know, and so they, it takes everybody to make up the body, and it's not just one thing or another. It's you know, a lot of things that go together. Yeah. Hey, Mike. I love like the
2: idea of, of bringing the Bible into prayer. I went through a long period where I didn't really pray, and um, it was you know, it's kind of like being on autopilot. But uh, I I think nothing drives you to your knees like adversity. So I I think that um, one of the things that I really enjoyed about Rediscovering Crow, and especially bringing the Bible into it, is that a lot of the characters, the stories, they have the same feelings and doubts and and, um, saying sort of like desire to shout or desire to be mad or desire to I be mean, as I do and I find it, it's really refreshing to read the Bible to see that okay God's heard frustration from a person before so this is probably something that's not very new to God and and yet um there are also some really nice disciplines that come out of, out of that too, like like in adversity, learning to be thankful and to see that model with others, uh, in others in, in in Bible is really helpful to me. Um, and I think it's really helpful to hear what God has to say about you know, about who he or she is, you know, like I, I just feel like that's super, super helpful to Consistently hear it and then consistently trust it. I love the fact that
1: you still, even though you are older than me, or substantially, actually. (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice to see somebody
2: who is older and still approaching God uh, with that childlike trust. You know, I don't understand everything. I might be even a little upset
1: where things are going but I trust you and I trust what you say about yourself and let me see what happens after that. yeah thanks I was thinking that you had, you have such a a literature such a background you know that reading the Bible could be quite rich you could, there's a lot of lines in your head that to read behind, between because <laughs> you you know a lot about that when I pray um,
0: I borrow this a word this phrase from uh, Martin Laird, he he calls he does contemplative prayer and he says, I'm, uh, um, I'm freeing my thought-shackled mind. So he's getting rid of the, of the things in his mind in order to go encounter God. Right? A guy named uh, uh, Robert Capone says, uh, Contemplation is being still enough for long enough that God starts to talk back to you it's hard to do that, right? Someone else said that it's the only way to empirically explore God, to contemplate, to be silent, because now you're getting into God's realm and not in this uh, crude realm, I don't know how else to say it. So that sounds really developed, it's really hard, hard to get to. But then today I was listening to uh, Taylor Swift's new album,
1: and there's a song where she's just a note, Robert Capone, Taylor Swift, okay? You must be appreciated. She has a song
0: about her parents who are are struggling with cancer. And she has a line where she says, I'm praying to the orange bottles. And then she says, desperate people have faith. I'm I'm praying to Jesus too. And of course, that's the line that I wrote. I was just just praying to Jesus. It's really interesting that you you, you talked about your faith and you had some, so even though you're not you know, consciously empirically exploring God, he still had this encounter. So I love that big spectrum of participation that people can be
1: in. Yeah, good, good, good thought. Thank you. Let's say that's enough. Thanks again. Thanks for sharing. Thanks
0: for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find
1: one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.